This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. I could have titled today's show any number of things, but Anthony Black, Decision Day, Figured that would grab a lot of attention. It's a lot to talk about today with NCAA basketball run to the Elite Eight with spring football starting back up. And, of course, recruiting never stops. We're going to jump in with Danny West on that. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. Your eyes got wide when you saw that Anthony Black title. We're going to talk about that, of course. I'm going to get to that in a minute. We would be talking with Curtis Wilkerson on that, uh, but he's in transit right now coming back from San Francisco. I'm sure all of you guys enjoyed Curtis's coverage uh, over the past several weeks. He went from Tampa to Buffalo to San Francisco. Didn't get a chance to go to New Orleans, unfortunately. I don't think that diminishes anything that Arkansas did. The turnaround that they had this season was absolutely remarkable. Going back to January, they ran into a better team that was peaking at the right time in Duke. The good news for Duke, as I tweeted after the game, is that Arkansas always seems to lose to the eventual national champion. So um, all you can say is good luck to Duke, right? And know that things are on the horizon for Arkansas basketball uh, looking pretty positive. So, uh, but at the same time, you know, we're going to move into discussion about next year a little bit, and we're going to talk about some of the things going on with recruiting and the All-America game, Anthony Black's decision. Um, but it's important to make sure that you, you don't forget about this team and reflect and appreciate what this team has done for the program. Just like the team last year set things up for this year, so has this team set things up for the future and Razorback basketball. So uh, exciting things going on. Before we get started any further, I want to remind you all, of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Become one of 85,000 Razorback fans to do so. Also available on YouTube. Throw us a like or a thumbs up on both of those channels if you haven't done so already and on YouTube make sure to hit the notifications bell after you subscribe so you're notified anytime we upload new videos also available on Apple Podcasts throw us that five-star review Spotify Stitcher Google Podcasts anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast we are there all right as I mentioned we're going to be joined with Danny West be joined by Danny West I should say here in a little bit but Arkansas falling to Duke in the Elite Eight 78-69 just didn't have it in this one just didn't have it in this one. Jalen Williams had a big game, 19 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, J.D. Note and Stanley Muda each had 14 points, but just couldn't put it together. Duke had Duke had a better team than Arkansas. The now, not to diminish again anything that these players have done this season, because uh, some of them have had remarkable seasons. But the fact that Eric Musselman put this group together, the length of time that it took to put things together, because there was a time where you were thinking. They got a lot of pieces, but the puzzle's not coming together. It may not happen this year. And they said, you know what? We're going to find a way. And they did. They did it with their defense. Uh, the roster is not the most talented roster Arkansas has ever had. There are some good players on this roster. I would challenge that it's not as talented as last year's roster. And look what they did. They knocked off the number one overall seed in the tournament when everybody said they couldn't do it. Everybody said they couldn't do it. I think it's ironic to hear so many Gonzaga fans complaining about the calls 
like to be an Arkansas person and know what Arkansas goes through with getting a lack of calls sometimes, it just happens. It happened in this Duke game. There were times, you know, and I made a joke like during the game, I was like, what, Trey Wade got called for a foul. We're not going to go to the NCAA expert and find out why this wasn't a foul. You know, there's a certain feeling you get, you know, with, uh, with some of these games, like, I don't know. It felt like everybody was relieved that Duke was taking off and and winning the other day, you know, who was calling the game. And then it was just sounded like concern the whole game when Gonzaga was losing to Arkansas. But Arkansas is uh, is putting themselves on a different level and just bright things. And we'll we'll talk about that here. But uh, Arkansas finished in twenty eight and nine, the second year in a row that they finished with fewer than double digit losses. Uh, a great season once again. And again ran into who I think is probably the eventual national champions. It, it's crazy to think about, too, like for as wild as this tournament was. And, again, you know, I don't want to get Gonzaga fans mad at me or anything because I have plenty of respect for that program and uh, like Mark Few and everything. Um, there were some rough calls in that one against Gonzaga. There were some calls, though, that they're complaining about that are 50-50 calls that could – are obviously they're fouls, you know. I mean, they're <laughs> – they I've seen those – Plays, you know, those fouls get called all the time, but they're complaining like they're, he never touched anybody, you know. And I'm talking about uh, Chet Holmgren. But uh, there were a lot of bad calls throughout this tournament. I mean, there there were plenty of them. And I, I know stepping out of bounds there, you know, ended up in a three, yada, yada. But um, it's been a poorly called tournament overall. I will agree with that. Uh, I don't think that that was the difference in the Gonzaga game. Arkansas was up, what, 52-46 at that point with, what, three and a half to go? That wasn't the difference in that outcome. You know, Arkansas was already doing solid work. Um, but Duke was Duke was just too much for him. And there were a couple of calls, obviously, you, you might disagree with. But, again, they're bang, bang, ticky-tacky. You know, they could go either way. So, Arkansas lost to the better team. I think Arkansas was better than Gonzaga. I think Duke would have slaughtered Gonzaga in this time around. So, J.D. Note finishing with 18.3 points, 4.6 rebounds, 2.3 steals per game. He fell under 40% field goal percentage, fell under 30% three-point percentage, just kind of dipped a little bit there towards the end. Shouldn't take away from how good he was, how many clutch plays he made. Stanley Amude just got better and better. I mean, Stanley Amude went from being a guy that's like – you know, I felt like he he just did not know his role with this team for so long. And he ended up being a guy that's just like flushing it, knocking down threes at 37%. Jalen Williams was fantastic all season, almost averaged a double-double, 10.9 points, 9.8 rebounds per game. Uh, Audis Tony, will he come back next year? Will Jalen come back next year? I think the prevailing thought that is that Jalen probably will. He has a chance to maybe move into that first-round conversation with another year work on his three-point shot a little bit. He's got a good stroke. It's just, you know, it's a little flat. He could get a little bit more arc on it. I think his uh, percentage would uh, would improve. But uh, does Tony come back? I think he would be a welcome addition back. I think we underestimate. And even in the Duke game, there's 7.26 to go, and, and Tony gets his second foul. Not a word from Nance, Rafferty, 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 <laughs> Grant Hill. Not a word. Nobody mentions the importance of losing it. Now, Jalen Williams, yeah, but Tony just like an afterthought that he exited the game with 7.26 left. And, in fact, in one of my group threads with a bunch of my buddies, none of them knew that that uh, that Tony had fouled out. They didn't realize it because they never mentioned it. But it was a big point in that game. Obviously, the down the stretch, Arkansas finished the half terribly 
bad. I mean, they had a chance to close the gap and ended up just giving a bunch of points. Why do you? Sh- There's 12.3 seconds left. It's 12 seconds left uh, in the in the shot clock. You can take it all the way down. Usually, you start making your movement about seven, eight, seven seconds left. And I don't know why Likes decided to jack three and they go down and score at the buzzer. And right then, you're just like, I mean, that's 45 points at half. Crap, you know. So just not not very good execution there towards the end. Um, Devo Davis. Eight point three points, three point seven rebounds. He he has Devo. It, he made some improvement this year in a lot of areas, but also took a step back in a lot of areas. So, I would look for him maybe to just continue to hone his offensive game a little bit more. He's obviously uh, very dangerous on defense, but he should be back next year. I would assume uh, Vanover. Who knows? Trey Wade's, you know, Trey Wade was the difference. A lot of times with Arkansas, it's like they've got four guys you can count on, and then who's the fifth? You know, and that's the thing about this game. It's a, it's a team game. It's not just about your five starters. And uh, that's a big part where Duke was was the difference. Um, Jackson Robinson, you expect him back. Kamani Johnson, K.K. Robinson. There's been some question marks with, with, KK, with K.K. He hasn't played a whole lot this year. Chance Moore, you know, that's another one. Um, you know, looking ahead to, let's see, what's coming back. Well, first of all, let's, I mean, the NCAA tournament's still going on. It's Saturday and Monday, I guess. I think they should give them a little bit more time when we get down to the final four. You know, not just go Saturday, Sunday off, Monday. Like, give them, let's give them some time to like really prepare for that championship game. But this is the way they've been doing it for years. So Saturday, April second, you got Villanova and Kansas, one and two, and then you got Duke and and North Carolina, two and eight. The matchup that everybody wanted to see happen. And it, again, it's crazy that the field was. And I, I started to talk about this, but I, I lost my train of thought. But the field was so wild this year. Okay, and there were so many upsets. You had things that never happened before. And then we get down to the end of it, and it's Duke, UNC, Villanova, and Kansas. Four Blue Bloods. It has been a wild tournament. It was fun. It was definitely fun. And it's always better when your team's in it, right? I mean, just because Arkansas's in it and, you know, I'm following all of Curtis's information and stuff and all his inside analysis, everything he put on the board, the, the notes, the inside information. Um, everything he did was fantastic. And, you know, just following along with that, watching the tournament games, it was fun. It's, it's been a fun tournament, and, and it'll continue. And, again, Arkansas lost in the Elite Eight. You got to get <clears throat> – you got to be good, first of all, and you got to be a little lucky to win in this tournament. You got to have both. At some point, you got to have some luck go your way. Uh, almost every team has experienced that at some point in the tournament and when they won the national championship. So, uh, but uh, it's been an enjoyable tournament, no question about it. And I'll say this too about seeding because there's been so much talk about seeding and so-and-so didn't get a good seed and they, they should have had better and so-and-so didn't have a worse seed or so-and-so shouldn't have been in the tournament. Look, I know it. I know it matters and stuff, but this tournament gets so crazy. People get knocked off and stuff. And stuff. What you need to be worried about is if you're peaking at the right time and if you got a good team. Because if you don't have a good team that's playing well, you're going to lose. I don't care what seed you are, you're going to lose if you're not playing well. And I know the statistics when you go down and break it out. Um, you know, it it plays pretty well. A one versus a sixteen. You know, it's very unlikely to happen. Two versus a fifteen, slightly more likely to happen three versus 14 slightly more. I mean, it's, it, it's amazing how accurate that is from a percentage standpoint, your chances of getting knocked off. But I mean, when you get past that, like you're playing a good team, you're playing a good team in the round of 32, almost without question, you know, a team that just came off a big win, 
you're playing. So, like, the seeding matters, but ultimately I'm not I'm not 100% sure that it is so huge a deal because it may matter, like, if you get to the, the second weekend or not, basically, you know, because you're a one seed, you know. And you play, uh, you know, you don't you don't have to play like you know top four seed. So maybe that matters. But ultimately, when we're talking about winning it, getting down to like the elite eight, where people say, okay, this is an elite group of teams. You know, Sweet Sixteen is nice. I'm not saying it's not, but the elite eight, Final Four, those are those are the games that everybody's like, you know, really starting to like. All right, these are the these are the championship caliber teams. So, but to get to that point, you got to be a good team. Period. You know, and you got to have a little luck too. All right, so Arkansas's basketball recruiting class looking ahead to next year, number two ranked class in the entire country, number one in the SEC. We haven't even talked about Anthony Black yet, have we? Who's making his decision tonight? Nick Smith, Jordan Walsh, Darian Ford, Barry Dunning, and Joseph Pinion. That's who's on board right now. Four, excuse me, five four stars, all ranked in the top 100 players nationally, actually all ranked in the top 88 nationally. Nick Smith is number six on the 24-7 sports composite in the entire country, and he's been blowing up at the All-American, McDonald's All-American practices. Jordan Walsh, another five-star. So you got two five-stars in the McDonald's All-America game and Anthony Black deciding tonight if he picks Arkansas, that's three, okay? Duke, Kansas, Duke and Kansas right now have three recruits, and the SEC schools lead all conferences with seven total players. Again, that could change if they get Anthony, Anthony Black to be right there with Duke, Kansas – and increase the, the number to eight for the SEC if they get him. I mean, right now it's down to what Duke – or excuse me, not Duke, but uh, Gonzaga, Arkansas, um, TCU, G League, Oklahoma State. Is that it? I believe that's right. Um, before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about Nick Smith because Nick Smith's been blowing up. He's he, They did this breakdown. I think it was Bossy, Eric Bossy. Uh, did this breakdown on the top performers so far at McDonald's All-America practice. I'm going to read you what he said, and you can read this at 24-7 Sports. Just go to hogsports, H-A-W-G-sports.com. you see it on the front page. So Nick Smith, 24-7 Sports, number five-ranked player in the class of 2022. So 24-7 Sports has him a little bit higher than the composite. The Arkansas-bound combo guard has been as impressive as any player in the gym. The rate at which he continues to improve is remarkable. When you're already ranked so high, there isn't much room to move up but he's making a pretty strong argument as the best backcourt player in this class. If we're being frank, no other player, no other player's name has been on the tip of scouts' tongues more than Smith's. No ball handler has been more slippery off the dribble. He's worked with, with athleticism, and his jumper has been falling. At the end of the day, guards who can convert contested buckets are coveted, and nobody has been more impressive when it comes to creating space, getting looks, and making defenders pay for the slightest of mistakes. That's some pretty solid praise against a loaded field at practice. I mean, the most loaded field that you can get in high school sports. So, as I mentioned, Anthony Black deciding tonight, 638, somewhere around there. They've got the jam session, ESPN, whatever thing ahead of the All-America game. Anthony Black on 24-7 sports is the number 14-ranked player in the country, number one point guard, number two in Texas. The composite has him 22 nationally, three-point guard, three in Texas. He's a five-star recruit, 6'7", 185 pounds out of Duncanville, Texas. Okay, we mentioned the schools that he's down to right now. I hear good things at Arkansas. I also hear people from other places saying good things. It's possible that nobody knows really for sure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Gonzaga seems to feel pretty confident about him. People I talk to in Arkansas feel confident. There's been some rumblings that TCU might be the outside shot. We're going to find out here shortly. The speculation is almost coming to an end. By the way, did you guys enjoy Curtis's coverage from the postseason? I just thought he did a fantastic job. If you notice, I didn't do any videos afterwards. After the games and stuff, Curtis did everything. I thought he did a great job with the stand-ups. One time there was a fight between some guy and police officers in the background. He held strong and completed. <laughs> I thought he did a great job cover in his coverage. Just not, I mean, not just like you know his tail the tape breakdowns, um, just his regular press conference reviews, all that kind of stuff. Um, just his matchup previews, his post game analysis. He does a fantastic job. And Curtis has a strong basketball background. I love basketball. People like question me all the time, like, "Well, you don't really know." I mean, I play basketball all the time. I coach my daughter's third grade basketball team. I don't know if that counts for anything, but. It's something I've got in my resume. And I watch a ton of basketball, not just Razorbacks. I watch a ton of stuff. Um, I love basketball. But Curtis just takes it to another level just because of his background being, you know, played in college on the NAI level, was a former coach in college, NAI level again, um, trainer, athletic director, was interim head coach for a little while, um, worked for busting bracket, brackets, a bunch of other stuff. That, and he, he just brings so much knowledge as really taking our coverage in basketball to another level. I'm hoping that's going to be the case also with our man Andrew Ellis when it comes to baseball, because baseball is also um, in full swing. What is Arkansas? Eight and four, eight and five right now, something like that in baseball. But anyway, we're all watching Anthony Black. I mean, it, what's crazy is like Duke, it will be a smidge ahead of Arkansas still in the class ranks. Arkansas will be number one. And Duke, I think last time I did the, cal- the class calculator, Arkansas, if they get Anthony Black, will still be number two. Barely. So. So, Arkansas baseball, as I mentioned, just switching gears real quick. Beat Missouri 6-4 to wrap the three-game series. They won 2-1 in the series. See what's up next for Arkansas baseball. Midweek game. Uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday against Little Rock at 6.30 in Fayetteville and 4 o'clock on Wednesday. 6.30 on Tuesday, 4 o'clock on Wednesday for Arkansas baseball this week, the 29th and 30th. And then i kind of been pointing to this series a lot. It's Mississippi State, uh, three-game series in Fayetteville, 6, 6.32. Mississippi State just dropped out of the top 25 on D1 baseball just recently. They've got a good squad. It hasn't been a great – start really I guess when you look at what was expected from them versus what they're doing right now but Arkansas ranked number two right now 18 and four they're ranked number three last week on D1 baseball Mississippi State is 15 and 10 
three and three start in conference play. They just wrapped up. I think they won two one against Georgia in that series. Or was it Georgia? No, it was Alabama. Excuse me, Alabama. So seven six eight seven, and then lost two six. So they went two and one last time out. They played Memphis in a midweek game on Tuesday. Just one game. Where are we at now? I'm going to get to Danny at the end of the show today, by the way, if you're listening to Danny. I mentioned that to you. You'd be later. But I want to talk a little bit about spring football first. Okay? So, just some of my impressions on, on the newcomers. Andrew Chambly, I think that he really looks the part out there. I think that he's big, even though there's some other guys that are just absolutely massive. He just looks like a left tackle. Looks like he's been in the college weight room for a while. Marion Harris is absolutely enormous. Absolutely. He's 362 pounds at 6'7". Uh, reminds me a little of Takias Crawford, but uh, but taller and not quite as boxy. Uh, Quincy McAdoo. I've just seen McAdoo out there a little bit. He's wearing number 81. I haven't seen him out there a whole lot. Rashad DeBenyon, I initially said that he reminded me a little bit of TJ. I think he's actually a little bit bigger than TJ Hammonds, but I said he reminded me size-wise of TJ. But I think he's actually a little bit bigger. He's shown some good quickness. Sam Pittman's been pleased with him uh, so far. Let's see who else. Anthony Brown, I've seen him. Anthony Brown has gotten a lot of action. Like, he's up there with the second group running a lot of stuff. Um, but he's gotten a lot of action, a guy that they like in the secondary. Manny Powell's been out, obviously, with the knee injury. Jordan Crook, I think, like, when you talk about guys that look like, all right, this is a linebacker that looks like he's going to have a future here. Jordan Crook looks like that guy. Uh, Jalen uh, Lewis has done some good things out there. I haven't seen him just a whole, whole lot. Um, but he's a pretty good-sized cornerback, you know. Uh, James Joyner, I mentioned, is bigger than I thought he was. He looks like almost as big as Rocket Sanders, like almost as big as Rocket Sanders. So he's, I think, you know, when you see six foot two ten and you see him in person too, you never really fully know until they get on campus, standing other next to other college athletes, right? Uh, but Joyner, I think his size is is definitely accurate. Good looking kid. Tyrus Washington, speaking of good looking kids, I remember as I mentioned before. Uh, maybe on my last show, uh, I saw number eight, and I was like, I had to get my program. And I was like, who's number eight? It's good. Kid looks good. It's Tyrus Washington. J.J. Hollingsworth, another guy who's fills that. I mean, 6'4", 250 is what he's listed at. I would say he's all of it. Broad shoulders, good build, a little bigger than I thought he was. Dax Courtney's been out. He's there, but he's been out. Caden Henley, I think he's he's moved well. Uh, I would say 6'2 is probably an accurate height for him, 6'2", 225. Saw Max Fletcher kick once. I, I timed it. It was 4.2 seconds, which is a you know pretty standard time. Eli Stein's out there also. Uh, as for the transfer additions, Latavius Brini, big, thick-bodied safety. I mean, he's not rolling with the first group. I think potentially he could be probably going to push Simeon Blair for a starting spot. Seen Cade Fortin, the walk-on quarterback from South Florida, throw a little bit. Uh, he's made some good throws, good-sized guy. Dwight McLeathern talks a lot of trash. They want to get him to quiet down a little bit. But he's making sure everybody knows he's there. Really good looking. Uh, I think he's 6'2", 182 is what he's listed at. Really good looking, put together cornerback. Good size on him. I think it's probably just a matter of time for him. Uh, Drew Sanders, I haven't seen him do a whole, whole lot. He's got a bit of a hamstring issue. And I, I think he's been limited a little bit in team. Um, looks the part, though, 6'5", 232. Just haven't seen him do a whole lot of stuff. And with linebackers, you really want to see him, you know, start hitting some people. And that just hasn't gone on a lot. Just a couple of days, one day in pads, I think. Um, Landon Jackson's been out with the knee, uh, and then Jaden Hazelwood has really looked the part too. I thought Sam Pittman. It was interesting. You mentioned he's like, why is he running so slow? 
and then he you know turns on the film later and it's just, he's a long strider and eats up a lot of yards with uh, a single stride so but hazelwood has looked good out there I th- you know there's been some other two i'm not going to go into all the guys but you know like keetron jackson i think has a has a real shot to be really good this year make a big improvement a big jump forward and there's some other guys like that as well all right now we're going to get to danny west how long have we gone 23 minutes that's a good time it's not too bad not too late to get danny in all right, for those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West 247 uh, Just does a fantastic job for us and has for a number of years covering Razorback recruiting, which, again, you know, all these sports start and stop. You see more influence from Curtis, more influence from me or Andrew, but recruiting just never, never ends. Danny, so how you been, man? I'm good. What's going on? Oh, I mean, there's just – there's been so much to talk about. I mean, I, I haven't really completely wrapped up Arkansas's basketball season, so I wanted to talk about that. Big decision tonight for Anthony Black. Does he come to Arkansas? Uh, would certainly be a huge addition, you know, when we talk about – at the same time, like, I don't want to, like, it's, you know, lose what this basketball team has done uh, and forget about it too quickly because what they did I thought was remarkable this year. Um, but there is a, a bright future coming for Arkansas basketball. It's hard not to, to wonder what's going to happen. And just all the different ways that Muss has done things, I mean, has been so impressive also. Um, so before we get into recruiting, Danny, I just wanted to get your thoughts on on the basketball program and, and maybe where yeah. they're headed since we're just wrapping up uh, Arkansas's run in the NCAA tournament. Well, here's the bottom line for me. I'm not naive. I've You know, when they've played poorly or – down to their competition i think i've been somewhat vocal about it but bottom line for me trey forget the ups and downs i think they maximized their roster got every ounce of it um out of the talent that they had this year and you know i did some research this morning looking at teams blue blood programs and the last time they've gone to -to back-to-back elite eights i think it'd be surprising to a lot of people just how rare that is i can Mm -hmm. run through some of those if you'd like but yeah let's uh, hear it all right, Duke, the last time they've gone back, back-to-back Elite Eights, 2017 and 18. Kansas, 16 and 17. North Carolina, 15 and 16. Kentucky hasn't done this since 2013 and 14. Arizona did it the same year, 13 and 14. That was the last time. UCLA hasn't gone back-to-back Elite Eights since 06, 07. Indiana, 91, 92. Villanova, 81-82, and Gonzaga has never done it. So, you know, I'm big on perspective, and when you put it into perspective like that, I think it it raises some eyebrows and shows people just how impressive it is. Mm -hmm. I think he did raise the bar. I think I'm a big believer in expectations for programs. I think expectations should be high at Arkansas. I've always said that, uh, sometimes to my detriment. But um, I I totally believe it. I think Arkansas can be as good as any in the country, and I stand by it. And and I think they're they're back. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. I I think he's woken up the sleeping giant, and they're back. Danny, I've always said that Arkansas should be in the NCAA tournament three out of four years, and really four out of five years. And yep. and that should be the and that should be the standard. Now you might say that that could be a little bit different, maybe because of uh, you know the transfer portal and all the stuff you can do. But I think it's fair to expect three out of four years uh, in the NCAA tournament and making a run at least one of those years. And they've done more than that with Musselman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see how you know. 
I don't see how he does it sometimes. I mean, because, you know, some of the schools that you mentioned there, that some of these schools that are in the NCAA tournament right now, this roster, as much as, you know, you, you, you thought – you thought you were going to love them. Then you were like, man, I don't know if I like this team. And then you fall, fall in love with them all yep. over again. But it's not a bunch of, you know, four stars and five stars. It's a bunch of grisly veterans that, you know, have paid their dues and that will fight you. And that's the team that he's assembled. And I don't want to dwell on it too much, but I'll look at next year. And next year's team is not going to be like that. I mean, they're going to have some pieces back, obviously, from this team. But next year we're looking at some other guys like Jordan Walsh and Nick Smith and Possibly Anthony Black, um, you know, I, Darian Ford. I thought you, you had a good tweet the other day where you said they're they're on the verge of out talenting people. Yeah, you know, we really haven't seen that yet. Now they had a talented team last year, obviously with Moses and Isaiah and all those guys, Justin. But you know, this year I, the talent kind of. Am I wrong in thinking this was not a very talented? I mean, not to say it wasn't very talented, but compared to last year, there's not there, there's a not a first rounder. Roster. Yeah, there's not a first rounder on this team. Um, you know, JD Note and Jalen Williams might be two guys you would say maybe would have a shot at a second round pick. You know, maybe that changes for Jalen Williams down the road. I think right now he might you might be talking about him as a second round possibility. I think he can play himself into a first round with just a little bit more just a little bit more skill, uh, a little better three-point shooting, and I think that could happen for him. But you're right. I mean, I would I would take, like, if we're talking about just pure talent, I'm taking last year's team, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, yep. you know, Jalen Tate, too, as far as defense. defense. Like that, yeah. As long as they keep playing defense like that and buying into that, they're going to go as far as they want to go, uh, yeah. especially next year with a more talented roster. But for me, it's the defense. I've just – uh, you know, I watch a little bit of college basketball here and there and Big 12 quite a bit. and I haven't seen many. I, I said it a few weeks ago when my wife said, hey, maybe we'll meet in the tournament this year, mm-hmm. Arkansas, Kansas. I said, oh, you don't want that. You don't want that because Arkansas would shut them down. Now, fast forward a few weeks later, I think KU is playing much better defense, obviously. But yeah. at the time, I don't. Arkansas would have beat the brakes off of KU this year, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Can, uh, Kentucky took them earlier in the year. Uh, Big time. So, I know we can talk about basketball, and it's been it's been fun, but you're here to talk a little bit of recruiting stuff. So, yep. um, spring break is over. What, just overarching generally, what can we expect right now uh, with, with recruiting in football? Sure. Yeah, uh, last week was pretty slow. Coaches got out. You know, they get to go enjoy spring break too, so I know they did that. I think I saw one new offer, Trey, last week, and that was uh, and Franklin. I talked to him last night. He's a 2024 defensive tackle out of – I'm going to mess this up, uh, but Lake Camorant out of uh, Mississippi, 6'5", 260, already had offers from Alabama and Florida State, two Mississippi schools, Tennessee, Texas. So, you know, if he's already got those and he's already 6'4", 260, he's probably going to be a top 24-7 type guy. But Mm -hmm. he told me last night he's going to be up here soon. Um, He's got Mississippi State on Thursday going to LSU this weekend so this is a guy that you know he'll travel and I think Arkansas is going to at least get him on campus at some point but that was you know it was pretty slow last week buddy to be honest with you and then uh the the previous new offer before that was 13 days ago now that was KD Shepard he's a 2023 wide receiver and a guy that I think you know people ought to start paying more attention to he was actually here on March 5th and uh they offered him maybe a week later 63190 out of Highland Home, Alabama. So keep an eye on that guy. Not a ton of offers so far. UCF, Southern Miss, 
want to say Troy offered KD, but Arkansas on that uh, offer list now, and I think probably going to be one to watch for. Is there anything coming up, Danny, like a, a yep. group junior day or a prospect day or something like that? Aside from I, just I, think, individual? I think prospect days are pretty much over with. I think their goal was to try to get those out of the way, you know, prior to spring football starting. Mm-hmm. Now, April 9th and April 16th, two Saturdays, those are going to be big visit days. Uh, obviously, they got scrimmages both of those days, and I'll get an updated list for everybody to – kind of refresh their memory the the visit dates have been so sporadic over mm-hmm. the last few weeks you know I, I plug one here and there but need to get an organized list together but they're going to have some studs on those two dates then of course the uh, spring evaluation period we haven't said that in a long time but that starts april 15th and runs through may 31st i believe mm-hmm. so that'll be coach pitt's first one can you believe that he's going into his third season here at Arkansas and he's never had a spring evaluation period to to get out and go see these guys so I'm curious uh, what their game plan might be for that obviously they'll still be in in full swing in spring ball when that starts on April 15th but I would imagine they're going to use the back end of that to really get out and, and spread out some new offers. Everybody does it different some coaches will get out and like right on that first date on you know April 15th and um, and get out and see, you know, see recruits. And then some of them will just will wait because you only get it's like, mm-hmm. what is it, fifty six evaluation days or something spread out over yeah, two months. And yeah, so yeah. it's uh, and that's a, an evaluation day is any time a coach leaves the campus. It's not like a day like so five coaches right. leave. That's five days right there. That's right. So I do want to mention Trey. They've go got a big one on campus today. I kind of buried mm-hmm. the lead a little bit, but a big kid, offensive Logan Riker, yep. offensive lineman, six seven, three forty five. That's plenty big. Plenty big. And uh, kid out of Raytown, Missouri. So what's funny about Logan? He's a kid that was offered on May fourth of last year, and that was just before Brad Davis took that LSU job. So. You know, about a month later, Coach Kennedy takes over, and now he's leading the charge there. And, you know, uh, the offer list speaks for itself. The composite has him as a four-star. We, 24-7, actually have him, I would say, considerably lower as a high three-star. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the offer list is there. He's got Missouri, Ole Miss, LSU, a lot of big-time offers there. And uh, I've been really impressed with that offensive line group of, of visitors that they've been able to attract. He's he's just the next of a long list of four-stars. Marcus Dill, Rod Kearney, Luke Brown, Connor Stroh, uh, Bryce Lovett, Kobe Keenum out of Alabama, Joe Crocker, uh, Bison Lang, Charles Jagusa, Madden uh, Sanker is going to be here for an official in June. So one after another, Coach uh, Cody Kennedy's doing an outstanding job. I don't know yet which ones they're going to end up with, but I'd venture to say this could be their best O-line class since uh, Coach Pitt got here. Danny West joining us with 24-7 Sports, hogsports.com. You can follow him at Danny West 247 And, Danny, I'm not going to go into too much of your big red board, but for those of you who don't, Follow Danny and read up on his stuff. It is a VIP article. You do need a, a subscription. It's $1 right now for your first month. But on this big red board, Danny, I'm going through it. It's 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 all for defense. So, first of all, there's a lot of trending in the right direction at the safety position. I mean, there's like five guys you've got trending upwards into the warm category uh, at safety. There's uh, a guy at cornerback trending up, uh, a guy at linebacker that you, you seem to like the direction there. 
Um, same with defensive end, and then defensive tackle is another one where there's a couple of guys that are that are really surging in the right direction. Um, yeah. how, how do you think this class is going to play out? I mean, right now they're last I checked they're ranked number third nationally, and everybody's narrative on that has been, well, it won't last. Well, you know mm-hmm. what? They've never been here before, so that's pretty that's pretty rare territory. So. Where, where do you think this class is headed right now based on the trends that you've seen so far? Still trending in the right direction. Now, I'm going to say again, and I think we both know they're probably not going to finish third in the country. I, you know, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I, we're realistic here. I've said for a long time, dating back to last summer, really, Trey, uh, I said this 2023 class has a chance to be the highest rated ever at Arkansas, and I'm sticking with that for now. I think they're very much on pace for that you talk about some of these dbs that's what you want to see when you get a new coach in here Mm -hmm. you can say what you want about sam carter some people it depends on who you talk to about him right but i mean you bring in dominique bowman and buddy he hadn't missed a a skip yet uh he hadn't skipped a beat yet i guess is the phrase but he's he's going after all these texas guys which is interesting to me tyler turner deldrick madison uh, tyler by the way i'm looking for him to be up here in a couple of weeks um now, that's not set in stone yet, but keep an eye on that one. Six foot one eighty out of San Antonio, uh, Brennan High School down there. I think that's one to really, really watch at mm-hmm. safety spot. But uh, Jamel Johnson, a kid Jamel who's four star kid, he's mm-hmm. yeah, he's committed to Texas. T.J. Metcalf, I think, is one to watch coming off of his March fifth visit. They offered his his younger brother, which goes a long way in that family, based on what I can tell. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of talent, a lot of new names, and that's kind of what I was hoping to see, um, you know, after a coaching transition like that. And Deke Adams, you know, I'm not sure people are giving this guy enough credit so far. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's my fault for not for not saying it enough. It's your but, fault, Danny. Yeah, Thanks, for saying, blame, thanks for saying it. <laughs> sorry, Coach Adams, but he's doing a, a fantastic job, too. Yeah. Connor Knight is a defensive tackle, 6'3", 275, 285, out of Pinson Valley, Alabama. I think that's that's another name I've kind of got circled right now. Uh, could be trending upward for Arkansas. It's going to come down to getting him on campus. And, and Connor told me, I want to say last week, that he's going to be up here soon. So uh, Caden McDonald, defensive tackle, four-star out of Georgia. Everybody knows the story there. They've got family ties all across the state. And, man, I think uh, – I'm not ready to say they're going to pull it off, but they're going to be there in the end. They're going to have a hat on the, Big on time the table, good. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah another four-star. All right, Danny. Well, we appreciate you jumping right. on with us, man. Yes, sir. All right. That's Danny West, everybody. Danny West, again, does a fantastic job. Nobody covers recruiting like Danny. He gets embarrassed when I say that, but it's true. You look across this whole country, and Danny just does just a great job. For any team side out there, Arkansas is lucky to have him. All right. Let's get a few questions, but before we do that, one more time, got to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. I appreciate you all listening to my watch and listen part. I mean, it's just something you got to say, and the reasons are – if you say it, then people will do it. If you don't say it, then they won't. And that's just the algorithm proves true on that. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook Live if you haven't done so already. Also, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up, a like, whatever you do on those channels. We certainly appreciate that. Give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Hog Sports is just $1 right now for your first month. We've dropped off a of basketball. we still got basketball recruiting stuff. So the conjunction, the massive sports conjunction in March has broken off on one part with the basketball season ending, but still a lot to follow with recruiting. And then, of course, um, you've got – 
spring football picking back up. Uh, recruiting never stops in that regard, and also baseball. So a lot to uh, to want to check out at hogsports.com. Having one of our best months ever right now, actually, this month uh, in terms of traffic, subscribers, all that stuff. All right, let's get a few comments and questions. A lot of woo pig sueys. Let's see. Appreciate you, Shane James, for reaching out to other people. <laughs> Can I push light you, Nick? Nick Granberry. <laughs> Let's see. Who are the seniors that aren't eligible to come back? For the basketball team, let's look at the roster real quick. I can tell you Likes isn't. Amude's not. Um, Wade isn't. Just off the top of my head. So Amude can't. Wade can't. Jalen can. Audis can. Devo can. KK can. Note can. Who else? I guess that's it, those three. Likes, Amude, Wade. Definitely won't be back next year. Matt Bounce says, if you haven't listened to Bo Madding's interview with Stanley Amuda yet, listen to it. What a bright, well-spoken young man that has it going, whatever he chooses to do in life. was a big fan before. He really came into his own this season. I felt like it took him a while. I mean, to be honest with you, at the start, I was just like, man, Amuda's not nearly as good as I thought he was going to be. Uh, but that changed. At some point, he started figuring out his role, had that nice turnaround jumper, uh, started knocking down threes. Maybe he was operating the same clip on threes before, but it just, I don't know, it felt like he hit more of them to me. Um, and then was really playing above the rim also. Um, and rebounding. I mean, there were some games where he was just really strong on rebound. Gets up quick, snatches it out of the air, fights for it. I liked what he saw, what I saw out of Amude, especially as the season uh, started to come to a close. Brandon Teresa Cohen says, I agree, bad calls don't make guys miss shots. We just came up. On a team that was better than us, great season. That's a, that's what I think too. They were just better. I also think that Arkansas was better than Gonzaga, but you won't get anybody from Gonzaga saying that. But they were. They were better, and it wasn't just because Chase Holmgren was knocked out of the game. They were beating them before that. Duke would have slaughtered Gonzaga. They would have slaughtered them. Duke just has better athletes, says Isaac Riley. Unfortunately. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the championship, ready to see how baseball continues, and so ready for football season. Already ready for football season. Brandon Malone says, I wish we, I wish the play-by-play guys would call the games a little more down the middle. The Zags almost made me vomit. Timmy, 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 at least don't make it so obvious. Yeah, there are plenty of things that were going, you know, plenty of calls that were going not against Timmy, I should say. I guess you can do you can you can you can hook somebody like I mean he was doing it all game. I think he got called for it once. Arkansas wins the Natty next year. Bet bet the house. That is from Austin Kane Long. Linda Somerville says proud of our basketball team. Lisa Hancock says great to be a hog. It's been it's been a heck of a a, a run here these last. 12 months or so. I mean, basketball team has two elite eights. Football team won nine games. Got the number three ranked recruiting class in football, number two in basketball. I mean, baseball won the SEC regular season last year. Didn't finish the way you want. 
And I would argue this too, like in basketball, like since 1995, Arkansas's not had a good basketball season. And I'm going to tell you why that is, okay? You can have a great regular season, and Arkansas had that sometimes. You know, Bobby Portis years. There were some years, you know, Daniel Gafford, where Arkansas had a great regular season, you know, with uh, – I'm forgetting some of the guys that I wanted to mention. But regardless, it goes a little further back. But Arkansas has had some great years in basketball, okay, in the regular season. They've not combined it with a run in the tournament. And to me – to me, you if you're going to say this was a great basketball season, you can't just like go 31 and three or something in the regular season and get bounced in the first round like Missouri did, I think that one year. That's not a great season. You've got to make a dent in the tournament. You've got to at least get to the second weekend coupled with a lot of wins in the regular season for me to say that was a great season. And so Arkansas has not had a great season in basketball from 95 until last year. And then again this year, two years in a row with great seasons, in my opinion. Jay Will stays, question mark, says Will Lennox. I think so. I think Audis Tony has reason to stay. I don't know if he will, but I'd certainly welcome his defense back. J.D. stays, question mark, says Will. I think J.D. Note has more reason to leave. I don't know that what he has done at Arkansas at this point is – I don't know that he's can like dramatically improve on that. Maybe, maybe if there's other threats like Nick Smith or something like that, maybe that increases things for him in terms of like, um, you know, shot. Maybe he makes better shot selection. You know, that's something you just you you take with Note. He's going to make some shots where you go, but sometimes they go in and you're just like, oh hell yeah, JD. <laughs> you know, he's just he's so aggressive. Um, so maybe there is something to game. I don't know that, like, from a points-per-game standpoint, all that kind of stuff, that if you're going to have a better season and, you know, making this run, driving this team to the NCAA tournament, to the Elite Eight, I don't know. But he could come back. I wouldn't just say it's 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 over, but I think he has more reason to go pro than Tony does. Next football commit, asked Will Lennox. I don't know what the next one would be. Zach Williams says, excited to see football startup. Chris Light says, great year to be a Hog fan. Chris Light says, Rover Arkansas is watching. Appreciate you, Rover Arkansas. Daniel Prox says, we always get big recruits when Curtis goes on vacation. Can you give the man some more vacation time? He's he's, he's due for some right now. I told him like the other day, I was like, dude, just get away for a while. Be with your girl. (laughs) I mean, he's been all over the place, so he deserves some. But at the same time, Anthony Black is deciding, you know. I mean, there's – it's hard, but uh, – he and, and you got the portal season starting, you know. So, hopefully he finds some time, you know, here between when the portal really gets amped up uh, after this Anthony Black decision to to take some time. Gonzaga was 0-2 against the SEC this season. That's right. They also lost to Alabama. Jonathan Mosley says, do you think the win over Gonzaga will affect Black's decision at all? So, here's how – what I think. First of all, I think he may have had a decision made earlier. And who knows, maybe he goes back and forth. Maybe he just knows he's down to – just hypothetically, I'm not saying he's down to Arkansas and Gonzaga and he's eliminated the others. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, but maybe that's where he is and he thinks that he'll be able to decide here soon. But I don't think it matters so much who wins the game. What matters is throughout the course of the game, you will naturally find yourself rooting on one team or the other. You'll just start finding – you know what I'm talking about? Like you'll watch a game where you have no stake in the game. 
But eventually, you'll just kind of start rooting for one team. So which team was that for Anthony Black when he watched Arkansas and Gonzaga? Was it Arkansas or was it Gonzaga? Did he go in thinking one team and change his mind throughout the course of the game? Regardless of how the game ended, I think that that is more important. Who, who Anthony Black felt himself cheering for as the game progressed. David L. Perry says, love the walk and talks. J.D. should stay and help bring up the class coming in. If J.D. Note stays, they might, they just might win it all. And I mean, obviously, if Jalen Williams does too, they need Jalen Williams to stay. They need to, they need some help in the portal too. They need another, they need another guy who's a big, who's you know six nine at least, um, who can you know either spell Jalen Williams or you know start alongside Jalen Williams. I mean, kind of right now, I would think you know based on who we think's coming back, I'd probably say. Um, you know, and dependent on Anthony Black's decision too. But I would say right now, if everything, you know, Jalen Williams is going to start, you know, if Tony comes back, like, you know, kind of heard that he might, Jordan Walsh, um, Nick Smith, and Debo, who else? I don't know. I mean, Debo didn't start last year, this past season, but he was good enough to start the year before. So who else, you know, if Black comes, then it'd probably be Black, I guess. But, um, I mean, it's almost pointless to try to put it together because there's work to be done in the transfer portal. I think they probably need another guard. If they don't get black, I think they definitely need to go find another guard in the portal, um, need to find another big man. And and probably more than that, you know, based on, you know, you're going to lose some guys off this roster. It's just going to happen. So we'll see how it shakes out. All right, everybody. Appreciate you for joining me. We certainly covered a lot of topics today. I don't think I missed on anything I want to talk about, but I'm anxious to get back out there and watch spring football. It's been nice that all that stuff has been uh, open for us to to observe. So looking forward to more of that. And uh, appreciate all of you for joining us. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for our people that read our content. Thanks especially to our subscribers who pay for our VIP content. Keep us going. Allow us to do what we do. We appreciate that. Uh, certainly thanks to Danny West for joining us on the show, and we'll be back with you guys. Uh, I'm hoping on Thursday, I know I keep saying that, but – with the way uh, spring football is going and everything, um, maybe be a lot more to talk about on a Thursday versus just one day a week. So thanks, Danny West. Thanks to all of you. Uh, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we will catch you next time. 